Happy Friday. Thank you for listening to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast, where lately we've been going through the book of Psalms in a devotional Bible study style way. And we are today in Psalms chapter number 29, Psalm 29, and it really is a unique, vivid, descriptive chapter, and we'll get into it today. I don't think we'll finish it all in one day so we can give it its due attention, but Psalm 29 is written by David. It has 11 verses, and it describes in detail a thunderstorm. He calls the thunder the voice of the Lord. And if I count right, he says it seven times. And a thunderstorm is powerful. When you see a display of power, it makes you nervous or it can comfort you depending on who has that power, whether it's a nation or a particular person or something. When you see that power, it can comfort you or it can make you scared. If the person or the entity yielding the power is friendly, if they're just, if they're good, if you are on their side, then it's comforting. But if not, it's not. And scripture says that God reveals himself in creation. I think it's in Romans 1.20. And we learn about God, certain attributes of God, by looking around and just opening our eyes. And one of the things that we see in creation about God is that he is powerful. And that's nowhere more perfectly described than in a thunderstorm. And by way of introduction, let me read to you Psalm 29. Listen to this. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve, and discovereth the forests. And in his temple doth every one speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. I see in this chapter three distinct divisions. Verses 1 through 2 are sort of an introduction. It's an invitation to praise the Lord and give Him worship. Verse 1 says, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. When he refers to the mighty, it's not totally clear to whom he's referring or of whom he's referring. Mighty oftentimes in the Bible means angels. Other times it can mean Kings, princes of this earth, men who have power. Regardless, it does not affect the understanding of this chapter. It's that somebody or some created being, an angel, that does have power, that does have might, that does have honor, 
when they're before the Lord, they are not to be compared. They have honor, yet they give honor before the Lord. They have strength, yet they are to give their strength unto the Lord. When it says give there, it means to ascribe, would be a better way to say it. Ascribe, not to correct it, but that's what that means. Ascribe honor and strength. So render unto the Lord. Yes, I have uh, glory, an angel could say, and I have honor, and yet I am giving to the Lord glory and honor. And the mighty angels, the kings of earth, all bow before the Lord and humble themselves before his superior glory and before his superior strength. Verse number two says, given to the Lord, the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And isn't that a beautiful phrase, the beauty of holiness? God is holy. God is perfect. God is sinless. And everything God does is excellent. Now, we have to remind ourselves of that because sometimes we'll be so arrogant and we'll uh, uh, lose it and, and slip and judge what God is doing and think that it could have been done better. And you name the situation, anything. Anything that you believe God could have done better, God could have done differently, a prayer that you prayed that didn't turn out exactly like you asked, or a timeline or a situation, a a big picture of your life, who you are, whatever, if we aren't careful, we'll forget that God is holy, and he is all that his holiness implies, which means he doesn't make a mistake. He is incapable of a mistake. He is incapable of improvement. He's not only good, and he is, but he is perfect. What he does is not only good, and it is good, but it is excellent. It cannot be better. And when we consider that, that the Lord is holy, we worship the Lord in the beauty of of his holiness. So when we see God do anything, it's beautiful. And when we look at a thunderstorm, okay, so that's where he's getting to here. He's looking up. He is maybe in a cave listening to the rolling thunder, the driving rain, and it's far away. We'll see the progression here. I think we'll pick it up Monday. Verses three through nine describe the thunderstorm. And when he hears it pick up over there on the Mediterranean and it moves inland and it sounds far away and the thunder is rolling to when it gets closer and it's cracking right above his head and all around him and it's striking mighty trees and making them fall. And he sees the flames that might leap up as a result of the lightning. And he might think, well, this is devastation and this is not good. But everything that God does is good. It manifests who he is, and he is nothing less. The devastation, it manifests his holiness. The rolling thunder, it manifests his power. And it is beautiful. I hope you are looking forward to a great weekend in church. I hope you have a great Sunday, and you're right there in your place and involved. And I will see you on Monday as we look at this thunderstorm. God bless you.